I understand the point that we're at right now, a very critical spiritual point in this service. I understand that with just a little bit of push, this thing could go and go and go and there'd be no word. And I understand how, how easy it is in, in moments like these to, to miscalculate what the Lord is doing. But I felt that the Lord would have me to preach this tonight. I'm not going to take very long. I'm simply going to, I'm going to add word to what the Lord is already doing in this house. Amen. I don't know if you remember, and it may have been in Amity. Y'all may not even have heard. But the Dallas DeMoss was preaching. And he talked about the woman who, who, was, who touched the hem of Jesus' garment and she was made whole. And then he said, daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And he said, why would Jesus tell her after she already knows she's made whole that she's made whole? And he said, because there's some things that the Holy Ghost can do, but only a word from God will give you confidence that it's done. When the emotion of the moment is gone, the word will remain. Jesus told me I was made whole. Oh, in the name of Jesus. So I'm, I'm not trying to take away anything that's been done in this house. I, I just want to give some word to it. Amen. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, the Bible says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Amen. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty. Through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination. And every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. What is he talking about here? He's talking about your mind. And bringing into captivity every thought that's your mind to the obedience of Christ. I want to preach what the Lord gave me three weeks ago. And y'all just shouted and shouted and shouted and shouted. And we're finally here. Amen. I want to preach where war is one. Where war is one. Amen. Let's lift up our hands right now and pray that the Lord would have his way in the remainder of this service. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. I thank you for the move that's already happened in this house. God, I pray that you would anoint my lips to preach your anointed word. God, hide me behind the cross. Let every word be your word. God, help people tonight, Lord. Let things be changed. God, let us leave forever changed. And we'll give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. Come on, why don't you put your hands together one more time for the Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can be seated. I'm going to hurry through this. I feel like the Lord is desiring to speak to us. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Amen. To me, the most important word in this entire phrase is the word our. Understand tonight who this was written to is Paul writing to the church at Corinth, which was a predominantly Gentile New Testament church, which is just like us. Even though it was 2,000 years ago, it was a church just like you're sitting in tonight. And he would write, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, you need to understand first and foremost that there is a war going on and it is your war. Amen. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. There's a war going on and it is yours. There's no way around it. Amen. You, you can't, 
You can't just recuse yourself from this war. When you received the gift of the Holy Ghost, you stepped onto a battlefield spiritually. Amen. And, and the, the, the better you understand this, the quicker you'll get places in the kingdom. You need to understand I am at war and therefore I must conduct myself as being at war. Amen. Our warfare, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. There's a war going on. It's all around you tonight and you don't need to be oblivious to what's happening. You need to understand I'm in the middle of God's battlefield and it's my battle that's being fought right now. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It's yours. Amen. And I, I, I can already hear the devil speaking in your ear. Amen. Well, well what, do you, what do you do with the scriptures that say the battle's not yours, but it's the Lord's? You're telling us it's ours, but the scripture says it's not yours. It's the Lord's. Amen. Second Chronicles, I'm going to go through it for you so that you don't have to have any questions by the end of the night. He said, Hearken ye, all Judah and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, thou king Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them. The battle is not yours, but you still got to go to the battlefield. Amen. They didn't get to sit at home because the battle wasn't theirs. They still had to go to the battlefield. They understood at the end of the day, the battle's not mine and the glory's not mine for the victory. But I've still got to go to the battlefield. I've still got to go trusting in God. I've still got to go believing in God, understanding God is going to fight for me. But I've got to go to the battlefront. Amen. They rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. And that should praise the beauty of of holiness. Amen. We're still not throwing away holiness, but we're going to praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and the Mount Seir. I want, I want you to understand what's happening here. They, the prophet said, the battle's not yours. It's God's, but you still got to go out there and do something. And so they went but they didn't go with a natural weapon. They didn't go with a, a bow and a sword and a sling. They went with a song in their heart and a praise on their lips. And when they began to sing and they began to praise, God began to move. God began to fight for them. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm going to give you another one. Exodus 14. Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today. You shall see them again no more forever. The Lord shall fight for you. And you shall hold your peace. And then the Lord said to Moses. Wherefore criest thou unto me? In Arkansas language that's why are you crying to me? Amen. What are you crying to me for? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. The battle's not yours. It's the Lord's. But you got to keep on moving. You've got to keep on moving. 
You've got to keep on moving that they go forward. And Moses, you lift up your rod and stretch your hand out over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. I want you to understand you're in a battle and God is going to fight the battle for you. And the weapons of your warfare are not carnal. They are spiritual. They're mighty through God the pulling down of strongholds. But you still have to go to war. Amen. You've got to understand I can't just sit on the sideline and expect everybody else to win my battles you see the church has battles that you can fight but then you have battles that you have to fight amen the pastor can't fight your battle for you your brother your sister can't fight it for you the lord will fight it for you but you've got to go to the battlefield in the name of jesus come on clap your hands to the lord amen 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 ephesians chapter 6 finally my brethren be strong in the lord And in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Amen. What you're fighting is not carnal. It is not natural. It is not tangible. It is not flesh and blood. Amen. Oh, in the name of Jesus. When you have a dispute with somebody in the church, understand it's not a dispute with somebody in the church. It's a dispute with the spirit. And and you're seeing the flesh and blood. But that's not what you're fighting against. Amen. Don't get it confused. Don't get it twisted. You're not warring against flesh and blood. But you're warring against spirits. In the name of Jesus. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. And he goes through the, the, the armor that we have. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 2, Paul would write to Timothy, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness. As a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Amen. You are a soldier tonight. The Bible says, No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. In other words, God called you. He chose you to be a soldier. Don't get so focused on the affairs of your life that you're not pleasing to the one who called you to the battlefield. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And I want you to understand that this war did not start when you got the Holy Ghost. It did not begin when you walked into the church and you repented of your sins. You were baptized in the name of Jesus and you were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's not when it started. That was when the paradigm simply shifted from you being a captive And Satan being a captor to you being a soldier and him being an enemy. Amen. You you, you may not have realized it, but you were were in bondage before you ever got here. There, There was still a war going on for your soul. You were just losing the war. And, and, and Satan had, 
He had bound you up and tucked you away in a prison cell somewhere. And so you weren't getting shot at and you weren't getting sliced at. And so now you think because you, you got the Holy Ghost that you've stepped onto a battlefield and you can just you can just kind of backslide out the back door and that that battle will stop. That's not the case. If you backslide out the back door, you'll just simply be bound again and put straight back into the prison cell that you were in before God delivered you. There was just a shifting from who you were to who you are now. But there's always been a war going on for your soul. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Second thing to understand about this war is it does not end with a ceasefire. There is no truce. There is no negotiation. There is no peace treaty. This war is conquer or be conquered. This war is win or be destroyed. Amen. Just because you step off the battlefield doesn't mean that Satan's going to leave you alone. The scripture itself tells you the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He has one purpose in mind, and it's the destruction of your eternal soul. You need to understand tonight, I am at war. Amen. I'm at war. And my weapons are not carnal. Carnal is equivalent to human. In the Greek, it's, it's included the idea of weakness or having the nature of flesh. It's rooted in the phrase previously, for though we walk in the flesh, it's the, it's the Greek word sark. And literally, it is the sensuous nature of man. And although the nature in which we live is earthly and therefore weak, we do not carry on our warfare according to the law of the flesh. That's what he's trying to tell us. He's trying to tell us that, yes, you're living in the flesh. You're walking in the flesh. But that's not where you war. That is not where you battle. That is not where you fight. You need to understand you're too weak as a human. You're too weak as, as, as flesh, as sinful, adamic nature. You're too weak to fight in this battle. If it's left to just you, the, the devil will bind you. You'll be a captive to him. He'll abuse you. He'll torment you. But by the power of the Holy Ghost, you can be free. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. Amen. But the, the interesting thing about the scripture is that in the Greek, there is no word. There is no word for through. The scripture in Greek simply reads, but mighty God. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty God. Amen. If you read the different translations of the Bible, you'll find that some people say through God. Mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Others say mighty in God. Some would say mighty by God. Because there's no word there that, that, that the Greek would reflect. And so the English translators, just in order to make it make sense or, or, or to flow more smoothly, they, they use a preposition there. Through, by, for, whatever it is. It, but, but the essence of the word of God, the essence of the original language of this scripture is that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty by the power of God. Amen. you got to understand, it's, it's like you have a sword and the only thing that makes it sharp 
is the power of God. You have a sling, and the only thing that makes that rock sink into that giant's head is the Spirit of God. You, oh, in the name of Jesus, you've got a bow, but the only way you can hit the target is by the power of God. Amen. Amen. The essence is that the weapon's power is the power of God. Amen. It's not that you have a weapon and, and, and God is, it just you know, empowers you to use a weapon that you... No, the weapon is the power of God. Amen. Which brings us to the title, Where War is Won. The place where war is won is the place where the power of God is manifest in your life. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty because of God. They are mighty because God is working. They are mighty because God is moving. They are mighty because the Spirit of God is at work. They are mighty because of God. Oh, yes. Amen. Amen. And so I'm going to, oh, in the name of Jesus, it comes right back around to where, I'll tell you where war is won. War is won in the Spirit. Amen. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I was praying the Lord began to deal with me about some things. And I, I, I'm, I'm just going to throw some things out here for you. The Lord began to deal with me. There's situations. And, and I, I'm just going to use the analogy of, of, of parents and children. Amen. There's children. And, and, and they are literally, they are vessels of, of spirits. They are, they are, they are vessels of of wickedness. They, they, maybe they're backslidden. Maybe, maybe they're, they're, they're like the prodigal son. And you've been trying everything you know to do. To, to try to keep them close. And, and the Lord just dealt with me. You can't love them into victory. That's not where war is won. Amen. I, I, I'm not telling you to rebuke them and tell them they're going to hell. But I, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. You don't have to compromise your standards. And you don't have to compromise your house to try to keep your children. That's not how this deal works. War is one in the spirit. It's not one in the natural. It's not one by petting their pet peeve. It's one underneath the pew praying until spirits are broken. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I just feel in the Holy Ghost, there's some people you need to change the way you're dealing with your family. Amen. You can't appease an evil spirit. If, if, an, if an evil spirit could be appeased, the servants of Saul would have been able to do it by themselves. But they said, we, we need to find somebody that can call down the power of God. We need to find somebody who can get the spirit moving in this place so that this evil spirit has to leave. And so who comes in but the man after God's own heart? And he just starts worshiping and praising. And the devil was so mad. The devil was so mad. But it had to leave when the anointing showed up. Come on, somebody needs to begin to get a hold of this right now. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. It becomes nature, and I'm still going to use children. It becomes nature to try to cater to, to cater to the things that they don't like because 
You're afraid that they'll, they'll just leave and, and, and maybe you'll never see them again or you'll never see your grandbabies or whatever it is. And so you're trying to, you're literally trying to love an evil spirit that has nothing but destruction in mind for you. Let me tell you where that war is won. It's not one in trying to appease. It's not one in counseling. It's not one in trying to comfort or petting that junk. It's one underneath the pew in the Holy Ghost. I think about the battles that have been won in this church. Amen. Great victory has been had in this church. Oh, I pray that you never lose. You never lose gratefulness for what God has done in this place. Amen. But I, I'll just go ahead and tell you, I know. He, he's my pastor, but he's also my dad. He didn't win these battles on the phone counseling with another pastor. Amen. He, he, he didn't win these battles posting on Facebook about how the devil was fighting him. Amen. I don't, I don't know exactly where his place of war is, but if I just had to guess, it's probably laying on one of those pews, maybe about where Nick and Nicole is, or, or, or underneath one of these chairs over here, and, and you'll hear him doing something like, uh, 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 uh. let me tell you, that's where war is won. That's where war is won. That's where war is won. Hallelujah, I pray that I can build somebody's faith tonight. Oh, in the name of Jesus. There's been, oh, in the name of Jesus. There's been victory. We've had great victory in Amity. And I've seen God do the miraculous. I've seen God do mighty things. But I, 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 if you want to know where I fight my battles, I can take you to a place. For those of you that have been to Amity, I'll tell you where my battlefield is. I'll tell you where my where my, where my weapons are used the most. It's right behind the pulpit. On that floor. Between the pulpit and the baptistry. And I've won many a battle with my face in the floor. There in Amity. Oh, it's not happened. It's not happened by flowery speeches behind the pulpit. And, and, and meals bought and people invited and, and, and it's not happened through fall fest and, and all these things it's happened it's happened on the floor with my face in the floor and tears running down my face I'll tell you something else I'll tell you something else I've won I've won victory and it's not been when there was a hundred people in the sanctuary it's been when I went in the sanctuary before daylight all by myself and it was just me and the devil there fighting until God showed up and begin to break spirits. Let me tell you where war is won. It's won when you get in the spirit. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Likewise, the spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the spirit itself maketh intercession for us. With groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Amen. War is won by yourself in a place deep in the Spirit. Oh, where are Where it goes beyond even English, and it goes beyond tongue, and it's just moaning and groaning. Oh, that's the place 
And you'll feel it when it begins to break. I'm telling you, you'll feel it when it begins to break. This don't make sense to the carnal mind because the, the, the fact of the matter is that what you're feeling, you're feeling that spiritual pressure against your, your natural life and your natural body, and it's wearing on your mind. It's stressing you out. It's causing you to be sick, and you're saying, well, how? How do I deal with it without medicine? How do I deal with it without a doctor? I'll tell you how you deal with it, with the wonderful counselor and the great physician. You deal with it under a pew with just you and God. Come on, let's pray right now, church. Let's pray right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of... Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, come on. There's some things that the dance can activate, but spiritual warfare is not one in the dance, it's one in the deep. Spiritual warfare is one in the deep. It's one in the deep. It's one when you go beyond the surface, you go beyond the veil to the holiest of holies. Name of Jesus in the name of Jesus. Come on, there's gonna be an intercessory spirit come into this house. Come on, there's some people right now you need to go to war. Come on, you, you, you've done everything you know to do. And now, now God has sent a preacher with a simple word. It's time for you to get into the spirit. It's time for you to get into the spirit. It's time for you to get into the spirit. Come on, tell me when you've ever felt depression when you were in the Holy Ghost. Tell me when you've ever felt anxiety when you were in the Holy Ghost. Tell me when you've ever felt hopeless when you were in the presence of God. The Shekinah glory moving. The answer, the answer to the battle you're fighting is to get into the Spirit. of Jesus. Come on, we're going to pray. Come on, we're going to pray right now. Come on, everybody in the building, eyes closed. Come on, somebody needs to move in the Holy Ghost. Somebody needs to move in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, come on, you've been fighting. You've been fighting, you've been fighting, you've been fighting. Now I'm telling you how to win. I'm telling you how to win. Come on, you need to go deeper than you've been in a long time. Come on, you need to go deeper in prayer than you've been in a long time. Oh, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, come on. Come on, God's got it in his hands. The heart of the king is in the Lord's hands. He turneth it whithersoever he will. Come on, he can turn that loved one. He can turn that loved one. Oh! Come on, it's time to press until you enter in. It's time to press until you enter in. 
Hallelujah. Oh, come on. It's time for you to turn to God with all your heart. It's time for you to press into the Spirit with everything you've got. Come on, you've been wasting effort on everything else. You've been wasting effort on everything. You've tried everything, and it's not worked. Come on. Come on, if you need deliverance, you can get it tonight. Come on, you get it in the Spirit. You get it in the Spirit. You get it when you press into the Spirit.